Good morning and good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening, whatever time it may be. I hope you're having a wonderful day. My name is Michael Carroll and I'm your host for Renewed to Win. And and welcome. Today we're continuing our series on leadership. Um, the, and today we're talking about the the qualities that you need to develop, the, the character that you need to develop in order for God to use you as a as a Christian leader and and really what is what is a hurting world and uh, you know I always say I always use the term leadership um, leadership is kind of like a code word for for discipleship because in all reality when when we're leading other people we're we're bringing them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. That should be the main focus and the main um, direction and the main goals of our life. So so today we're going to talk about some of the traits you need to, to be used by God. Um, Psalm 78, 72 says, And David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with skillful hands he led them. You see, every leader has, has an obligation to make a positive difference in society. Uh, you know, we as a society have been become accustomed to believing that it's all about me. Um, y- you know, I always talk about this magazine. I don't even know if it's still around. It's it's called Self Magazine. Uh, I, I remember used to, I used to see it in the grocery store in the checkout lines. I haven't been looking. I haven't been paying attention to too much like that. So so I really don't know if it's if it's even still around or if it's even still a thing. But just just having a magazine like that, or or if you look at all the other shelves. Um, when, when you're standing up, sometimes the line gets long and you have to <laughs> look at this stuff. Uh, y- you know, uh, that, that is, that's where our society sits today. Um, we're, we're fallen human beings, um, y- you know, and we're self-centered by, by our very natures. And that's why we need to rely on God for, for the qualities and, and, the, and the character traits that we need to develop. Um, you see, many times a leader does not rise to face the challenge, or a disciple does not rise to face the challenge. We're, we're in the last days. You know, the, the Bible does tell us that we don't know the time or the place that Jesus is going to return, but it does say that we'll recognize the season. And, you know, it's, it's funny, today's a cool morning where I live, um, and... and after after a long hot summer uh you know it was it was noticeable to to go out today and and walk out into the cool air the season is changing it's it's becoming apparent the colors of the leaves are changing the the um i live semi in the woods um the 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 animals, their patterns are, are changing. It's becoming difficult to, to find food. So, so the season is changing, and it becomes clear. And it's like that in our world today. Y- you know, whether it's a pandemic or, or, or the drums of war beating or, or um, society becoming accepting of, of evil, um, it's, it's, it's changing. In the last days, 
good will be considered evil and evil will be considered good. And that seems to be what's happening today. So when a, light, when a leader does not rise to face the challenge, everyone loses. And most people have not prepared their hearts to, to serve God in, in the way that we're discussing today. Um, you, you know, we're, we're brought up in church and we're taught to uh, pray for, for our wants and our needs. And, and we create this, this Christmas list for God. And he doesn't deliver. And then we get upset. Um, some of us walk away from God because he doesn't meet our demands. But that's, that's not what a true servant of Christ is supposed to be doing. So today we're going to talk about these character traits. Let's invite the Holy Spirit in. Let's invite Jesus to lead and guide this conversation. And uh, let's, have a, let's have a moment of prayer. Dear Lord, we love you, God. We, we love you for, for who you are. We love you for the, the sacrifice that you made for, for each one of us, God. We praise you. We thank you, God. We put you first. God, let your let your words be spoken in this message, Lord. Let your um, Holy Spirit be here. Guide my words. Guide guide my thoughts. Guide my actions. Let the people who who need to hear this message, God, find find their way here. God, let everybody that's watching just have a major impact for you. Let them connect to you. Let them commit, God, to, to making a life that glorifies and honors you. And we just thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, <clears throat> leadership skills are essential, and they must be learned and developed. On some level, every single one of us is a leader. Whether we realize it or not, you know, you may be a parent, you may be a manager at work, uh, you, may, you may have uh, unsaved friends. So, so any of these situations, God is calling you to leadership. And uh, in order to learn the proper skills and the proper... Uh, um, motivations the first step is to, to examine your heart see where you are now and get honest with yourself you know you may have strayed so far away from a relationship with Jesus that, that you you think something exists where, where it really doesn't anymore where at one point it may have been a great relationship. So you need to call the Holy Spirit into this. You need to, to invite the Holy Spirit in, into this whole process of improving yourself and, and, and making yourself that, that disciple, that leader, that, that person that God calls you to be, that, that Christian, that believer. You see, becoming a leader or a disciple must come before doing the part. Of leadership. What do I mean by that? You you need to work on it before you can actually put it into practice. You need to develop the skills before you're able to actually lead other people. You see, 
leadership skills can be very harmful on a person who doesn't have the right heart. A person who, who's not in tune with the will of God. And we see this all over society. Um, you know, from the, from the, the, these crazy measures that are coming from the government to, to put control over us, to um, school systems who, who are teaching critical race theory, um, and anywhere in between. Y you know, leadership skills could, can bring an entire nation down a road that they shouldn't be on. And we, it's, it's running rampant in, in our world today. And, and I just, I pray that, that you as a Christian, you don't fall victim to this and, and you're able to stand against the tide that, that's, that's flowing in into our world today. See, first, a godly heart is essential to, to Christian leadership. But a good heart does not always produce an effective leader. You can have a Christ-like heart and not and not be an effective disciple or leader. You you can love Jesus with all of your heart, and I know plenty of people who are like that. They they I know I know that they love God. There's no doubt that they love God. Our churches are filled with people every Sunday. I look around since the since the COVID restrictions have been. Uh, Lifted and then put back on us and then lifted again. You know how it goes. Um, but I look around on a Sunday morning and I see a church full of people and, and they're some some of them may be there out of obligation, but most of them are there because of a love for our Lord. But you also need to have a desire to make a difference. You know, many people they they show up on church on Sunday morning and they and they worship and they get the message, but then the rest of the week they're living in a broken, fallen society, and that does not produce a Christian leader, a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, that can do the work necessary to bring our our um, our message to to a to a world where Christ will be coming back. To claim his children. You see, a Christ-like heart is a start towards leadership. It's not the end. It's the first step. So you have to ask the right questions. And again, this, this comes from, from inviting God in. Listening for the Holy Spirit. And you have to develop the following qualities. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk. Th this is a two-part um, message in this discipleship or leadership series. And we're going we're gonna to get down to, to the, the questions you need to ask, the qualities you need to develop in order to, to live this life that glorifies God, that, that praises his name. So let's get, let's get into it. See, first off, God uses leaders or disciples who have a purpose. We all must desire discipleship. We all must desire Christian leadership. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-7 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. 
There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them and all men. Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And then 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. See, leaders or disciples who are used by God discover their purpose. You were created for a reason. You were, you were, there's a specific call on your life. And you, you have known it your whole life. You know, whether you can openly admit it or not. You have known since you were a little kid. You know, I look at my own personal situation. Today, standing right before you, preaching this message, I knew at the age of 12 that this is what God wanted me to do. And I ran, and I ran from it because I wanted to do something else. But it wasn't until 12 years ago when, when, when I became a youth pastor that the fulfillment and the satisfaction of the calling came into fruitfulness and, and into my life and, and filled me with, with, with all good things. And it's like, like that for you. Go back to your childhood. You know, you may have gotten lost in this world. You may have gotten sidetracked. But, but he planted something in you. And you need to uncover that. You need to find that. See, you're not an accident. And, and okay, so how do you discover your purpose in life? And why? Well, first off, the why. You know, an airplane going from New York to, to L.A., it's off course most of the time. If it didn't have a final destination, then who knows where, where it would end up. You know, it could end up in, in China or Canada or, or, or Europe. Um, but, but no, it's, it's constantly, it knows where, when it takes off, the pilots know where this plane is going. So as, it, as it's off course, it's constantly correcting the, the pilots. And, and that's how it is with your life. You, your life is not a straight line from here to, to God's plan for your life. No, there's distractions from the world. There's, there's, there's um, challenges. There's things that you're going to face along the way. But ultimately, you, you, you stay on the path. You find the path. And, 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 and you stay in the Word of God. And you stay in the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and you know your purpose. You know why you're doing things. And you learn to grow to reach maximum potential. You know, the, the Bible talks a lot about mustard seeds. And, and a mustard seed is a tiny, tiny seed. And in the Bible, it's, it's in relation to faith that they talk about this. But, but here, here I'm just going to use it as an illustration. So it grows from a tiny, tiny seed into one of the tallest plants around. Um, and that's how you have to be. You, you, you may be starting from nothing. You may be starting from scratch. You may be confused right now. But that's okay, because there's a potential in you that God planted a long, long time ago. And then uh, you also have to realize that you need to sow seeds that benefit others. It's not about you. 
if your main goal in life is to seek pleasure and to seek your own comforts, then, then you're going to be um, in for a rude awakening. See, knowing your purpose is absolutely essential to uh, effective discipleship, effective leadership. And, you know, I've, I've come to realize that most of the time, your purpose and God's plan for your life lies somewhere in the midst of your greatest failures, your greatest hurts, your, your, most, your biggest disappointments, your, your most painful memories. And the purpose is somewhere in there meeting other people who have had similar experiences, who are lost, who haven't found their way out of that hurt, who haven't found their way out of that confusion. And the great thing is, it, it, you know, we're all different. God works differently in everybody's life to make his will known. My experience is not the same as your experience. We're all made... We're, we're, we're created in the image of God, but we all have different personalities. See, to reveal and confirm the purpose that God has placed within us, He uses brokenness and spiritual gifts. And if you've never gotten to a place of brokenness... Get to it. Get to it as soon as possible. You know, I was brought to a, a place a few years back where, where basically I had no one but God. And I cried for a year about my regrets, about my fear of the future. Um, but it was in that brokenness that that God picked me up and he dusted me off and he, he'll do the same for you but until you until you experience that brokenness it's it's very very hard to truly know God with all of the distractions around us but it's there I, I'm convinced that that he brings at least some of us there because we're too stubborn to uh to get there any way else. But when you fully meet God, when, when, when you fully surrender to God, He will, he will make Himself known and, and He will fill you with the Holy Spirit and you will become unstoppable. See, when you fully surrender to Jesus, you see the world through, through His eyes. And you see others the way that God sees them. You develop a sense of compassion. You will have burdens God has for people. You will have the same burdens. You'll never be <laughs> as compassionate as God, but you will you will move in that direction. <clears throat> See, brokenness shows that your relationship with God is growing. If your heart surrender to God, There will be urgency about needs in the lives of other people. You may see these needs even before they do. Um, 
and, and the best way the best way to to deal with something a situation like that is to be there for them to be there when when they break when they when they crash and burn you live your life so they know exactly who you are see mother teresa had a a burden for the starving people of of calcutta in in india um you know i have compassion for them and and, and i feel for them but i don't carry that burden I I carry a burden for the for the lost within our own society for the for the people who are marching right into the devil's camp for the people who who um seek after only their own comfort Billy Graham was broken over the lost souls in America's major cities God will plant within you a vision to make an eternal difference. So you got to shut off the TV, turn off the video games, close the apps on your phone, get off social media, and get quiet with God. You will find a specific need that requires your personal involvement. This ministry, this particular ministry, has come as a as a result of, of all of these things. You know, my brokenness, the, the burdens that I see, the, the needs that I see in all of society. Um it, it's it's all there. It's it's and I see God doing amazing things and, and, and working through this ministry. And you can you can do the same thing, and and you're calling. And then now we have spiritual gifts. He uses brokenness and spiritual gifts. See, God's purpose for you is in your ministry strengths. He doesn't make junk. And it goes back to what I said before, you know, all of that failure you've endured, or all of that hurt, all of that brokenness, all all of the 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 sadness, the the failure, um, whatever you want to call it, you're not junk. There's a purpose for that. There's a reason for that, and you just need to trust God and and believe that that everything you've gone to through up to this point was to develop those gifts that God needs to use in you. See, God will put you where your where your gifts can be used for His glory. He'll bring you into situations, conversations, events where where the specific gifts that, that he gives you, they might be just for the moment or they might be lifetime gifts. That's a, that's a whole nother um, uh, sermon. But, but you will have everything that you need to do what God has called you to do. It may have to be developed and it may sometimes come slowly. But you will be given the gifts so that you can use them for his glory. 
and the gifts that you have are, are a clue of how you could best serve God. See, when you give, when you use God-given strengths in His kingdom work, you experience fulfillment. Even though the work is not about you, even though the work is to serve other people, even though you may not find direct comfort in the moment and you have to go through difficult times you'll still you'll still be able to serve God and, and you'll you'll know that there's there's fulfillment within the things that you're doing and you'll also feel that you perform to your greatest effectiveness you'll know that you're making a difference in people's lives you'll get confirmation And you'll also learn to, to love what you're doing in spite of the struggles and demands. You know, some of the most stressful jobs on, on the planet are also the most fulfilling. It's usually because there's struggles involved. It's usually because there's... there's helping other people involved. Ask yourself these questions to reveal your God-given purpose. What bothers you about our society, about our world? What problems can you solve? And our world is full of problems, so, so quite honestly, take your pick. Um, but but what, what makes you passionate? And make sure you're inviting the Holy Spirit in to, to answer these questions. Because you don't want to be doing this on your own. You want the Holy Spirit to be in there and, and performing a work on your spirit, on your heart. Um, next, what are your spiritual gifts? I'm going to try to put up a spiritual gift test on my website somewhere, probably under the resource section. Um, and hopefully I'll put some links up to it. Uh, if, if, if you're watching this message before I have a chance to do that, then please find a spiritual gift test somewhere on the internet. If you if you go to Google or any other search engine and you type in spiritual gifts, read into what you're about to do before you do it. Make sure it's actually uh, God-honoring. Um, next, what are your passions? What excites you? What, what can get you out of bed in the morning, can get you moving, to get you... <clears throat> Uh, full of energy. What are your talents? What what has God planted inside of you? The the abilities that He's given you to to use. You know the most extreme examples are 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 the Christian um, actors and actresses in Hollywood, or the the Christian um, music artists, or the Christian sports figures who are, who are out there and have given a a big stage. That doesn't make their their role any more important than yours. Uh, but those, those that are truly living by God are given the stage to, to, to glorify Him and given these talents for the ultimate purpose of glorifying God. What are your dreams and visions? Go back to when you were a kid. What did you most want to do? 
there's there's that little part of you that you've forgotten. You know, I tell people, I remember when I was a kid, I remember sitting with God. But then I, I grew into an adult. And today I've I've gotten that ability back again. I can sit with God. And it's it's it's, it's amazing. But he, he's planted those dreams and those visions within you. What opportunities do you see? You have a unique perspective on, on the entire world. And God has given you that perspective. And he's, he's planted opportunities in your life. And sometimes we're blinded to the because we, we can't see. We're, 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 we have spiritual blindness. But there's opportunities all around you. Pray about it. Seek God. Ask him to reveal the opportunities that, that he wants you to see. What do people recognize about or within you? Seek. Now, I caution you before you do this. Make sure you're seeking from a good, strong Christian. So that they're not speaking uh, wrong wrong motives into your life. Um, but seek. Seek. Ask God to bring you into, into the perfect relationship where, where that can happen. Uh, next, God uses leaders who move past hindrances, the obstacles and difficulties of life. Yes, you're going to encounter them, but you can't let them stop you. That's where most people end. They, they, so, many, many people start out with a great plan and vision for their life. Um, whether it's worldly people or whether it's Christians, but but they have they have this this purpose and this plan, and what happens is they encounter obstacles obstacles or, or difficulties, and that's where it stops. That's where it ends. Um, you know Hebrews twelve one to two says, therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Even Jesus had difficulty. Even Jesus had to overcome obstacles. And it's no different with you. See, in our world, character and integrity are required. And quite honestly, we've talked about this in, in, in past episodes. Character is self-leadership. If you take responsibility for yourself for your will, for your actions, for your words, for your, your thoughts, then other people will follow you. It's so rare in our world that people actually take responsibility for themselves. <clears throat> Most people don't know how. They've been taught, they've been, they've been from, from a young age, they're taught to, to push the responsibility elsewhere, to not want responsibility. Um, and don't make excuses. You know, I once heard it said, uh, anything after but, B-U-T, is B-S. And it's so true. You know, I was, I was going to clean the kitchen, but 
wanted to watch TV. I wanted to play a video game. I was going to show up on time for work today, but, you know, insert whatever you want. My, my alarm didn't go off or, or the dog ate my lunch or, you know, whatever ridiculous uh, excuse you want to make. See, character adds these benefits to your life. Number one, character reveals credibility. Character gains respect. You know, most people, although they they may want to live in their self comfort and their in their world without responsibility, when they see a person with real character, then then it makes a difference. It has an impact on their life. And if you're discipling and, and you're leading them and you're living your life the way you're supposed to, God will open doors. And let's be honest, we can't save everybody. We're not going to save everybody. But God, God will bring those people into our lives who he intends for us to, to lead and disciple and to, to bring into a relationship with him. See, character causes consistency. <laughs> There's not a lot of things worse than... than Someone who, who doesn't have consistency in their beliefs, in their actions. Um, and, and quite honestly, you never know what you're going to get when, when you interact with these people. And then character builds trust. You cannot gain a following. You cannot disciple somebody. You cannot lead somebody if they don't trust you. That is huge. All, all of these things are important. See, so to develop strong character, you must develop your own self-discipline. And you do that by, by studying and praying and, and meditating um, on a consistent basis. Those should be your biggest priority for the day. You know, you may have stayed up last night watching TV till one in the morning or playing video games or, or, or checking your, your social media accounts. And then you, you wake up for the next day for, for work and, and you're late and you have to run out of the house. Um, you can't do that anymore. Commit. Commit to putting God first. <clears throat> Commit to, to taking the time to pray each morning, to taking the time to, to listen for God's word. You have to develop your own identity. Why do you believe what you believe? And this is big. You, and this comes from studying. This comes from prayer. This comes from, from examining your, your own past and examining your own life. Um, you have to have your own individual relationship with God. My relationship with God can't do one thing for you. Unless, of course, I'm discipling you or, or leading you, but but you'll never you'll never be able to understand my relationship with God, and that comes from your identity, your your own personal um, relationship with, with the Lord. The next comes convictions. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question: If you were on trial for being Christian. Would there be enough evidence to find you guilty? See, most people live their lives 
fitting in with the world. And then when it's convenient and when they're around their Christian brothers and sisters, they they talk some Christianese and then they go back to the old way. But will those around you know that you are who you are? Do you make people uncomfortable because you stand for what's right? And that, that leads us to values. What do you stand for? Do people around you know what you stand for? Ethics. How are your ethics? Do you cheat? Do you steal? Do you, do you cut corners? Or do, do you do it right? See, character must be anchored in, in the character of Jesus. He's our model. In our life, we're supposed to grow to be Christ-like. We're supposed to seek after that. And the first step is to be born again. And when, when we're born again, our old nature's passed away. All things become new. That, become, that includes our hearts, our minds, um, our relationships. There, when our character is anchored in Jesus, there is a desire to be like Jesus. We surrender our hearts and our lives fully. See, we're, we're caught up in a world where the word surrender is, is generally a bad term, and, and I, I agree with that. Um, but when it comes to, to the body of Christ, when it comes to a believer, when it comes to a relationship with God, stop fighting. Stop fighting. Surrender. Surrender to the Lord. He will make your way victorious by that. Surrender equals victory. Allow the Holy Spirit to take control. See, with the Holy Spirit, we can begin to think like Jesus. His thoughts become our thoughts. His values become our values. His choices become our choices. His priorities become our priorities. He gets put in control. And, and when that happens, he gives us the tools, he gives us the strength, he gives us the abilities. Our personalities are shaped by life's experiences. See, you have to interact with a hurtful and hostile world. You can't hide. We're not meant to be living on, uh, separated from the world. We're, we're, we're designed and we're put here while we're still here to be interacting with a hurtful world, to be bringing hope. Yes, you know what? Um, for Unfortunately, the, the, the reality is for many worldly people, they're, they're, their future's bleak. But we have to look at every single soul individually with hope as, as us having the chance to pull them out of this this worldly system and to introduce them to a just an incredible relationship with Jesus Christ. See when we interact with a with a hurtful hostile world we learn to to smooth the rough edges out of our lives. Because 
difficult situations shape us in God's image. <laughs> difficult places give us trust in His direction. And challenges give us confidence in His faithfulness. In reality, the battles that we face make us stronger. Make us more Christ-like. When Jesus was here on the earth, he didn't avoid sinners. He didn't avoid people who didn't believe in him. He embraced them. And that's what we need to do. See, a sculptor, there was, there was a story about a sculptor who was looking at a large piece of marble. And he was asked what he planned to create from the, the rough, the, this big chunk of stone. And he replied that he intended to produce an angel. And the, the man he was talking to asked him, how, how in the world are you going to produce an angel out of this big chunk of stone? And the sculptor simply looked at him and said, I am, I am going to remove everything that is not part of an angel. And that's what happens in our lives. And that's what we're meant to facilitate in other people's lives. We need to remove everything from, from our own character that is not like Jesus. And our own freedom comes from giving him everything for spiritual growth. Hand it to him. Give it to him. God, I give you my life. So I ask you today, what are you willing to surrender? To develop the character traits, the qualities, to be a Christian leader, to be to be a disciple in this in this hurting hurting world. And I challenge you to do something today that helps you to grow. <clears throat> Dear God, we, we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We just pray that you just continue to work on us, work on our hearts, our minds, our thoughts, our actions, Lord. Continue to develop us, mold us, shape us into the disciples and leaders that you need to be in this, in this world, God. We know that uh, time is running short. And we know that ultimately you'll be returning soon. Let us do what you've called us to do. Let us uh, fulfill our purpose and our plan, Lord. Let us learn to surrender to you, to put you first, to make you a priority in our life, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We lift you up and just honor you with all that we are and all that you intend for us. Let us go into the week knowing that you're with us no weapon formed against us can prosper. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.